Hey guys, did you know I have another podcast now? It's called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. As you can tell, a lot of the conversation in this last two years have been people just asking me how I started my own brand. And on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show, it's a brand new podcast, I actually share full hour classes that I've done just teaching marketing to any business owner, to any entrepreneur, not just always in my career, but often I'm sharing what's working for myself, but it's a really great lesson in online marketing today. It's just called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's a part of my career that most people don't know because for all these years, I only taught personal development to the public, meaning I never gave away free stuff related to marketing. But now I decided to open up the vaults from the last couple of years and really reveal what the modern and powerful marketing strategies are that has helped me build my business, but also the same strategies I've used to build multiple eight-figure businesses and, of course, have some legendary exits and investments in unicorn companies. And one of the secret strategies I do to help them build their business is get them to listen to these very recordings that you can access now on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show. You will be stunned I'm giving away that for you. So could you do me a favor? Go there right now and actually download every single episode. It helps me a lot. And I also think once you listen to one, you'd be like, he should be charging $1,000 for each of these. Again, go to Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's my brand new podcast. I'm super excited about it. Please go check it out. Marketing with Brendan Burchard podcast. Brendan Burchard, and welcome to another episode of The Brendan Show. Everyone says personal development is cliche until they're in crisis, right? Everyone believes personal development is cliche until it's required that they go to the next level. Then they're like, get me all I can get, right? Once you're in transition or you're challenged, you're really frustrated, those are times personal development really matters. So forgive me if some of these phrases might sound cliche. It's just, that's how people talk. And it is fundamental to you succeeding. So let's talk about the bubble of you. The three beliefs that you have to have to achieve long-term success, at least based on my interviews and experience. Number one belief, I am being or trying to be congruent with the best of who I know I can be. The last five days, were you really trying to be congruent with the best of who you are? Meaning, you know the best of who you are, you know your values, you woke up every day and you're like, I'm being congruent with the best of who I am. Or were you just going through the motions of the day? Were you just reacting throughout the day? Were you actually comparing yourself to other people and letting it get you down? Were you aware of what makes you unique and living into that uniqueness, living into your values and attempting consistently and conscientiously to be the best of who you are? Or were you going through the motions this last week? What I found with high performers is they're more consistently testing their congruence against the standard of their best self, against the standard of what we call their highest self. And it's easy not to do that, especially when you're good especially when you're talented, especially when things are going well, you can just get up and go through the day and do a good job. 
But what happens over a series of weeks is one day you don't feel like you're really on your path when you're just going through the motions. One day you wake up and you're kind of like, man, I feel like I'm in a funk and you don't even know why you're in a funk. You don't know why like things don't pop for you. You don't feel like there's momentum in your life. You want to talk about real misery in your life? Be out of congruence. Right? If you're a person whose identity says, I am a healthy, positive, caring, goal-oriented person, and you just know that's, that's who you are, but then you're not congruent with that, that's where misery comes in. Right? If you identify yourself like the congruence, like the best of who you are, you know that you're a healthy person, but for five nights in a row you got drunk, five nights in a row you ate crappy food, five days in a row you ate too much, you know at the end of the week that does affect your psyche. And why does this matter? Because when you don't have that belief that I am being congruent or I feel like I am trying to be congruent with the best of who I am, then self-hate comes in. Then that negative sort of framing of everything, I'm not good, I'm terrible, all that stuff comes in. And it's not because, listen, Attempting to be congruent with the best of who you are does not necessarily mean every day you were the absolute best of who you are and everything was perfect and you were totally congruent. Listen to the phrasing here. I am attempting to live in congruence with the best of who I can be. I'm trying. It is an active, thoughtful, disciplined approach. It's not like, I'm. yeah, I had a, I had a great week, Brendan. It's not about did you have a great week, because listen, a lot of high performers who I've met, they did have a great week. Their peers are like, oh my God, she's crushing it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe she can manage all those kids so well. I, I can't believe that they're running the business. So people see you and they're impressed by your achievement. They're impressed by the external reality of your success. And you can have a lot of momentum in your life. But if psychologically, even if it's unconscious, that you know you're not truly living in accordance with the best of who you can be. If psychologically you know you're incongruent with the best of who you can be, it starts like grading at you. And over a period of time, what this does is like, think about it, it's like when you're not congruent, you're just kind of grading at your confidence unconsciously. You might not even know it. It's just like every day I wasn't my best. Every day I didn't try to do something and show who I am. Every day I wasn't authentic. Every day. And suddenly over a period of time, that lack of congruence just bores a hole right in your confidence and you don't even know why. You just wake up one day not feeling yourself. And then it, it becomes like this big challenge because maybe you haven't had training like this on congruence and now it feels like this big, you know, existential dilemma. Oh my God, something's wrong with the universe. Something's wrong with me. And the reality is you just weren't trying often enough to be congruent with the best of who you could be. Second big one is I am capable or possibly capable of achieving the future I want. Capability, I am capable, is everything. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to believe you have all the competencies that are necessary to succeed. You have to believe that you are capable of getting them. There's so many things that I know right now today I am incapable of. 
I am incapable of many things. I don't have the skill set yet, but I am believe that I am capable. You give me enough time, energy, resources, mentorship, hard work, and days at something. I will figure it out. I will develop that skill. I will achieve. This is how high performers think. And it's so clear underperformers, they get stuck stewing on what they are not capable at. So they stop forward momentum. They go, I'm not good at that. So they stop. I've never learned to do that. So they stop. I, I suck at this thing over here. So they stop. And you've, you've seen it before with the research on mindset where high performers have a growth mindset, underperformers tend to have a fixed mindset. That fixed mindset means they, they've fixed on their identity and who they believe they are and what they're capable of. They think their knowledge, skills, talents, and abilities are fixed. They're, you know, they were born that way and that they're stuck that way in some ways, or that there's a top to their potential. Where high performers have that growth mindset where they really believe, no, I'm capable of becoming more. I'm capable of figuring it out. I am capable of busting through. I'm capable of getting the knowledge, skills, and abilities that are necessary for me to succeed. And that is a motivating driver for them. So here's the test. If you have been lacking confidence or motivation to go for those bigger goals, somewhere in your psychology, you do not believe that you are capable. And not believing you're capable is why you stopped. Even if you have all the reasons in the world to be confident, people like you, you've achieved things in the past, you know, you're a good person, you believe in your worth, even if you have all that. But if you don't believe you're capable of breaking through or getting that next, next level of skill, skill, that's why you've stopped. Listen, the nice thing about capability is to get it, you only need a few things. The first thing you need, if you want to feel more capable, is you got to make sure you are very clear on the map. You got to know step one, two, and three, and you got to go like the goal doesn't need to be in your mind. I'm going to achieve step 70. What we really need to do is start working step one, two, and three, just working like capability. The belief of capability is directly tied to momentum. You got to take those first couple of steps. And the third one in your little bubble of you is I am worthy or deserving of having extraordinary success. I'm worthy or deserving of having extraordinary success. Listen, most people who really live a little below their potential, here's their belief. I'm worthy or deserving of survival. And it literally stops at that. Like their belief and their, 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 their envisioning for what their life is worth and who they are is so low ball. Their standard is so low. Most people's standard in their worth is survival. I deserve to have food. I, I'm worthy of having a job. I am worthy of making rent. But they don't say, you know what? I'm worthy one day of flying in that jet. You know what? I am deserving of having a deep, connecting, magical, sensual marriage. They're just like, you know, I deserve a good husband. 
and it stops there, I'm worthy of good, is sometimes why you only ever got good. Sometimes people's belief matches up with their worth in such a way that they don't get to experience the brighter colors of life. All they ever get to experience is baseline, good, because I'm worthy of survival. I'm worthy of paying the rent. I deserve to have a good husband. I deserve to have, you know, happy kids. But they don't think about depth. They don't think about richness. They don't think about abundance. So their belief is always just trying to be like, well, I deserve good things. And if your belief is just good things, good things is all you get. You need to adopt the belief that you deserve an extraordinary quality of life and whatever it takes to achieve that. If you got to repeat that mantra to yourself over and over and over and over again, do that. Look at the subtitle of this book. I don't know if you guys noticed. How extraordinary people became that way. Not how good people, not how great people, how extraordinary people. The reason I put that word down is because so many of the 300 badasses I interviewed for this use that word. They didn't want good. They didn't think they just deserved good. They thought they deserved something special. They thought that they deserved and were worthy of that magical part of life where things have vibrancy and zest and pop, where the adverbs and the adjectives had color and richness that were so different than what the regular mundane person wants who has just gray walls built around them of belief, where it's always just enough, where it's always just gray, that look, yeah, high performers want more for themselves and their families. You know, a high performer doesn't feel bad about saying, you know what, I want to make a hundred thousand. I want to make a quarter million. I want to make a million. There's no guilt to that because they believe that they're worthy of it. It doesn't mean they always believe I deserve it because sometimes they're not doing the work. And it's hard to believe you deserve something if you're not doing the work. But you can feel worthy of it because you're a child of God, because you have been a good person and a trustworthy person and a giving person, because you want good things for other people and you want good things for yourself, but you also know that that makes you worthy because you care. Look, the fact that you are a person right here with us right now who's interested in personal development, who's working on yourself, who's looking at these concepts not through, uh, you know, criticism or skepticism, but rather saying, wow, is there something here that I could embrace that could help me feel better about the day, help me be a better leader? The fact that you're here alone makes you worthy of the next level. The work will make you deserving. The belief will make you feel worthy. You deserve and you are worthy of climbing that next level. And if you don't tell yourself that, it's easy to sit back, take what you get, Feel grateful for it. Look, I know a lot of people who are deeply grateful for life, but because they don't feel worthy, they're broke. How's that for a mind screw? Right? They're grateful. They're practicing what all these books say. Be grateful. Live a grateful life. Life is precious. Do your gratitude journal. So you're writing your gratitude journal, everything else. And I know a lot of grateful people who are miserable because they don't believe they're also worthy of more. So they're grateful, but they've settled for a crappy marriage. They're grateful, but they've settled for being in bad shape. They're grateful, but they've settled on a job that's beneath them. And so you have to be in that place where you go, 
you know what? I'm worthy of being around A players. I'm worthy of being paid well. I am worthy of achieving that next level. I'm worthy of an extraordinary experience in my life. Because if you don't have worth, you could have all the gratitude in the world and you can still be emotionally broke. That's the challenge that most people don't see. That's why a lot of the, you know, the, the self-help get, 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 that gets criticized, just be happy, be happy, be happy, be happy, you know, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful, is criticized by practitioners like myself who go, I know a lot of grateful people who can't break through. Because if you're grateful without worthiness, you won't work, you won't excel, you won't challenge yourself. So you have to feel worthy, ready, deserving of the next level and you got to put in the work to it, which I know you know. I'm just sharing what high performers shared. It is a distinction between high performers and underperformers. This is what high performers believe. I am congruent and attempting to be congruent with the best of who I am. I am capable of figuring things out and going to another level and building the future I deserve. And I am worthy of experiencing an extraordinary quality of life. If you're ready to take your life to a whole new level, make sure you grab my book, High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way. It's available on Amazon right now. And when you order your copy, you're really supporting my channel and the message. And you're also getting a book that will reveal to you 20 years of my research into what is it that helps people go to a new level of success in their life. What does it really take? What habits are proven to help you reach long-term success in your career, your health, your personal life, your relationships. It's called High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way. It's available on Amazon right now. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, 
It's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me. 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course? and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. 